0: Hello, greetings and welcome to another episode of Being Healthy, the Shaolin Way. Today we're going to discuss the art of transcendence. Now, Plotinus said we must close our eyes and invoke a new manner of seeing, a wakefulness that is a birthright of us all, though few put it to use. When historians look back at the 20th century, they may conclude that two of the most important breakthroughs in Western psychology were not discoveries of new knowledge but recognitions of old wisdom. First, psychological maturation can continue far beyond our, er- our, our arbitrary, culture-bound definitions of normality. There exist further developmental possibilities latent within us as all. Well. As William James put it, most people live, whether physically, intellectually, or morally, in a very restricted circle of their potential being. They make use of a very small portion of their possible consciousness. We all have reservoirs of life to draw upon, of which we do not dream. Second, techniques exist for realizing these reservoirs of life, or transpersonal potentials. These techniques are part of an art and psychology technology that has been refined over thousands of years in hundreds of cultures and constitutes the contemplative core of the world's great religions. This is the art of transcendence. Designed to catalyze transpersonal development. As such, it is based on two fundamental assumptions about the nature and potentials of the mind. The first assumption is that our usual state of consciousness is suboptimal. In fact, it has been described in terms such as clouded, distorted, dreamlike, entranced, and largely out of control. This has been recognized by psychologists and mystics of both East and West. It was the culture-shaking recognition that man is not even master in his own house. Now, in the words of Ram Das, we are all prisoners of our own mind. This realization is the first step on the journey to freedom. The second assumption is that although the untrained mind is clouded and out of control, it can be trained and clarified. In this training, catalyzes transpersonal benefits. This is a central theme of the perennial philosophy. Or as Socrates said, in order that the mind should see light instead of darkness, so the entire soul must be turned away from this changing world until its eye can bear to contemplate reality and that supreme splendor which we call the good. Hence, there may be well an art whose aim would be to affect this very thing. Likewise, All scriptures, without any exception, proclaim that for salvation, mind should be subdued. Although practices and techniques vary widely, there seem to be six common elements that constitute the art of the transcendence. Ethical training, concentration, emotional transformation, redirection of motivation, refinement of awareness, and the cultivation of wisdom. The purpose in our study today is to provide a synoptic introduction to the art of transcendence and its common elements in the hope of stimulating appreciation, research and practice of them. Ethics is widely regarded as an essential foundation of transpersonal development. However, contemplative traditions view ethics not in terms of conventional morality, but rather as an essential discipline for training the mind. Contemplative introspection renders it painfully apparent that unethical behavior both stems from and reinforces destructive mental factors such as greed and anger. Conversely, ethical behavior undermines these and cultivates mental factors such as kindness, compassion, and calm. Ultimately, after transpersonal maturation occurs, ethical behavior is said to flow spontaneously as a natural expression of identification with all people in all life. For a person at this stage, which corresponds to this highest or seventh stage of moral development, a stage felt required for transcendent experience, whatever is thought to be necessary for sentient beings, happens all the time of its own accord. Attentional training. Attentional training and the cultivation of concentration are regarded as essential for overcoming the fickle wanderlust of the untrained mind. Attentional training is certainly misunderstood by Western psychology, which has unquestionably accepted William James' century-old conclusion that attention cannot be continuously sustained. Yet James went further. The faculty of voluntarily bringing back a wandering attention over and over again is the very root of judgment, character and will. No one... Is compassui, if he have it not. An education which would improve this faculty would be the education par excellence. It is easier to define this ideal than to give practical direction for bringing it about. Here, then, we have a stark contrast between traditional Western psychology, which says attention cannot be sustained, and the art of transcendence, which says that attention, attention can and must be sustained. If we are to mature beyond conventional development limits, being able to direct attention at will is so important because the mind tends to take on qualities of the objects to which it attends. For example, thinking of an angry person tends to elicit anger while thinking of a loving person may elicit feelings of love. The person who can control attention can therefore control and cultivate specific emotions and motives. Now, regards emotional transformation, ethical behavior and intentional stability facilitate the third element of the art of transcendence, emotional transformation. There appear to be three components to emotional transformation. The first is a reduction of destructive emotions such as fear and anger, a process which is well known in mainstream Western therapy. Of course, what is implied here is not repression or suppression, but rather clear awareness of such emotions and consciously relinquishing them where appropriate. The second component is the cultivation of positive emotions such as love, joy, and compassion. In contrast, the art of transcendence contains a wealth of practices for cultivating these emotions to an intensity and extent undreamed of in Western psychology. Thus, for example, The Buddhist compassion, the bhakti's love, and the Christian's agape are said to reach their full flowering only when they are unconditionally and unwaveringly encompass all creatures, without exception and without reservation. This intensity and scope of positive emotion is facilitated by a third component of emotional transformation, the cultivation of equanimity. This is an imperturbability that fosters mental equilibrium And as such, it helps emotions such as love and compassion to remain unconditional and unwavering, even under duress. Motivation. Ethical behavior, attentional stability, and emotional transformation all work together along with the practices such as meditation to redirect motivation along healthier, more transpersonal directions. The net effect is a change in the direction, variety, and focus of motivation, as well as a reduction in its compulsivity. Traditionally, it is said that motivation becomes less scattered and more focused, the things desired become subtler and more internal. Desire gradually becomes less self-centered and more self-transcendent, with less emphasis on getting and more on giving. Supportive findings from the contemporary research suggest that psychological maturity is associated with the shift from egocentric to allocentric concern for others. Motivation. Traditionally, this motivationalist shift was seen as purification, or as giving up attachment to the world. In contemporary terms, it seem, seems analogous to movement up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Arnold Toynbee's process of etherealization, the means for and result of a lifestyle of voluntary simplicity, and the means for reaching the philosopher Kierkegaard's goal in which purity of heart is to will one thing. In addition to redirecting motivation, the art of transcendence involves reducing its compulsive power. The result is said to be a serene disenchantment with the things of the world which no longer exert a blinding fascination or compulsive pull. The, You know, the, the, you have to refine your awareness, too. The great wisdom traditions agree that in our unusual, or rather in our usual untrained state of mind, awareness, both perceptual and intuitive, is insensitive and impaired, fragmented by attentional instability, colored by clouding emotions, and distorted by scattered desires. Accordingly, we're said to mistake shadows for reality because we see through a gra- glass darkly. The fifth element of the art of transcendence, therefore, aims to refine awareness. Perception is to be rendered more sensitive, more accurate, and more appreciative of the freshness and novelty of each moment of experience. Likewise, intuitive capacities, usually blunted or blinded, are to be cultivated. One of the primary tools for this is meditation. Meditators notice that both internal and external perception becomes more sensitive, colors seem brighter, and the inner world becomes more available. These subjective experiences have recently found experimental support from research, which indicates that meditators' perceptual processing can become more sensitive and rapid, and empathy more accurate. As a psychiatric historian, Henri Ellenberg observed, the natural tendency of the mind is to roam through the past and the future, It requires a certain effort to keep one's attention, focused in the presence. Refinement of outer perception is said to be accompanied by a refinement of inner intuitive capacities. The sixth quality cultivated by the art of transcendence is wisdom. Traditionally, wisdom is regarded as something significantly more than knowledge. Whereas knowledge is something we have, wisdom is something we must be. Developing, yet requires self-transformation. Now, this transformation is fostered by opening defenselessly to the reality of things as they are, including the enormous extent of suffering in the world. In the words of the Psalms, this is the recognition that our lives are only toil and trouble. They are soon gone. Our years come to an end like a sigh. In our own time, It is existentialism that has emphasized this recognition more forcefully. With its graphic description of the inevitable existential challenges of meaninglessness, freedom, and death, it has rediscovered aspects of the Buddha's first noble truth, which holds that unsatisfactoriness is an inherent part of existence. Both existentialism and the wisdom traditions agree that in the words of Thomas Hardy, if a way to the better there be, it exacts a full look at the worst. Now, deeper wisdom recognizes the sense of being marooned in a no-exit situation of limits and suffering can be transcended through transforming the self that seems to suffer. This transformation springs from the development of direct intuitive insight beyond thoughts, concepts, or images of any kind into the nature of the mind, self, consciousness, and cosmos. This insight is the basis for the transformational liberating wisdom variously known in the East as Jnana, Prajna, or Mahava, and in the West as a Gnosis or Scientific Sacra. And with this liberation, the goal of the art of transcendence is realized. Now, I've got some disputes with these views, but we'll leave that for a later discussion. These then seem to be six essential common elements, processes or qualities of mind that constitute the heart, of the art and technology of transcendence. Now, that ends today's episode. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about the monks of the Shaolin Temple, go to shaolintempleus.org or shaolintempleus.net. And if you'd like to learn, or our other website, healthychaichi.com. If you'd like to donate to this program, send your donations by PayPal to rick, R-I-C-K, at feraldemore.com. That's F-E-R-R-E-L-D-M-O-O-R-E dot com. Until the next episode, namaste.